the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. listening to Garden Talk. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is having a play day. <laughs> it was set up for him. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, fellas. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Good. How about you guys? I am well. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. It's Thank a beautiful morning, huh? It's a little chilly for me. The wind is blowing downstairs a little bit. That's cold wind. And it blows no good? There's a cold wind blows no is that a song where you go? No, I think it's, well, anyway, it's nothing if you don't know what it is to finish it for me, and I don't either. So um, it was beautiful out. Gorgeous. And last week, I think we were talking about the wind here, and I was saying it was calm at my house. Right. Oh, but, yeah, because last week it was pretty breezy. When I got, Sunday, Sunday it was windy at my house, and it was breezy this morning, but it was clear. Very clear. Last night was a spectacular night. That our was waning out. moon was disappearing, and gorgeous out. Perfect. Um, it's been warmer the last week or so, although the last couple of nights have gotten cold again. Yeah. But my, uh, my Bermuda that got frosted a Now we're saying ago, Bermuda grass. Bermuda grass. Okay. Yeah, not my Bermuda shorts. Your okay. lawn, yes. My, my Bermuda grass, thank you. Uh, it's, it has come back out a little Starting bit. Starting to green up? Yeah. So, so sure you we'll can get that turf lawn ester and kill it? Yeah, are you, exactly. Are you trying to keep it? No, no, no. It is my, my Okay. Lawn. Yeah. All right. I, I, well, lawn. It's my, yeah. it's my green of, area that's it, grown yeah. quite a bit. It's part of the domesticated weeds that yes, you're, sir. you're maintaining it is in the bordered. yard. I, I kind of liken it to my putting green with the rough around the edges because the weeds are taller around the edge of the formal weed patch. <laughs> and I, I mowed it. It hasn't been mowed for over a month. And with all the rain we had, the weeds were growing well. So I, I didn't go hiking last weekend. I took out my lawnmower and I... It took me, I, I did three miles. I had my watch on keeping track. It was three miles of mowing back and forth and emptying the, the bag and, and so doing on. the other, right. you know. And I was keeping the clippings. Some I put in my recycling bin and some I put in my Hopefully compost, in the compost bin. Yes, yep. I did it all. And I got another rat this week. Good for you. Uh, at the chicken coop? At the chicken coop. I have two seven. gopher hawks set. I didn't check this morning, but to see if there are any gophers caught. Well, I uh, purchased a gopher hawk. I know. And I have taken it home and taken it out of the box and deployed my gopher hawk. Very good. In and the same 12-hour period? I was going to say the same month, same year? It was a 24-hour period, but it's pretty good. I'm impressed. Yeah. yeah. I didn't catch anything. Is that your I, resolution, I, your New Year's resolution? Well, We'll get to that in a moment. No, it's a success. I'm going to go with it. Yes, I did that, and I planted my leek starts that I took home last week. I, I didn't have any ground to plant them in, so I put them in a seed tray. That's okay. It that might not perfectly be deep with a little enough. Potting yeah. soil on them. You're going to move them eventually. The uh, asparagus still hasn't been planted, but I took my bare root blackberry, my okay. wachita blackberry, wachita, out of yes. the bag, and I potted it into a pot. I think Mark is correct. You're on a roll. You've got a New Year's, a whole New Year's. I'm not. I'm not done yet. And I took my Venus grape, which we determined was a dark grape, yeah, not, not a light not, grape. Not the, not the, yeah. And I put that in a pot and put soil around it. I'm I, impressed. How long are you going to maintain them in the pots with water before they die? Just 
asking? For a friend or, or a for, friend. For, for, for the rest for of the, a while. For the for seven, a long time. For the seven he, listening audience. Yeah, I think he's going to do well with it. I, I think he's on a roll. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at those avocado trees that have been sitting in pots for a year, and that's got to be and, – and I have a couple of deciduous trees. I want to get some more deciduous fruit trees this year, but I have – they're going fast. I, I hear they're going fast. They are going oh, yeah, very fast. We might fast. have to talk about that. Yes. Yeah. I, I promise myself I won't buy any new fruit trees until, you plant the until old I ones. get some of these in the ground. Yeah, it makes sense. That's actually a good way to go. Okay, so back to uh, beautiful morning. We're supposed to have a nice warm week, uh, above average, average to above average temperatures. It should be nice. There should be no precipitation unless you're in the mountains of San Bernardino or somewhere up there. There's some wraparound moisture that could be coming to your, your mm-hmm. way today, but it doesn't look like we're going to have it down here. What's the long-term forecast? Yeah, uh, I think it's similar. Push. It's supposed to be on the dry side with occasional storms, kind of like a okay, well. normal Southern California. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see any, any real rain expected, at least through the first week of February. So Okay. Which we is- got a lot earlier. I did have to turn my sprinklers back on. I had to water last weekend. I yeah. was out in the yard mowing, and I had to water some things. Citrus, is, which surprised me. When you start seeing the backs of the leaves, looking across the yard at a tree, when the you start to see the backs of the leaves, it's, it's time, time to, to water. water. It's yeah. telling right. me that, yeah. yes, it's water. It's drier yeah. than I thought. Uh, do we have any garden classes coming up? You know, that's a good segue because you'd mentioned stone fruit. You want to get some more deciduous fruit trees. So, Well, you didn't say stone fruit. You said deciduous fruit trees. I said trees. deciduous fruit I trees. I plugged in stone fruit, but it could be a palm. It could be something. Anyway, in San Diego at 9 o'clock, we have a fruit tree. Pruning class, excuse me, <clears throat> stone fruit pruning class with Kurt. Would Peacock. you like to try that again? <clears throat> Take two. 9.30, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock in San Diego. There we go. San Diego is going to have a class on stone fruit tree pruning with Kirk Peacock. Is that better? That's perfect. That was much, yes. better. much better. Okay. And then at 9.30 in Poway, we have a class all about fertilizers with Richard Wright. You know, you bring your A game when Ken's sitting in this chair, but is it a different George <laughs> a different for me? It's a different George over yeah. here, yeah. Okay. Uh, next week, though, there's some two, two good classes next week. San Diego has coming up roses. We had an excellent rose class last week. With Celeste. With Celeste from E.B. Stone up in and Poway. It went really well. She was afraid nobody was going to show up for her class. And we had a good showing. House. Yep. Yeah. And so you guys have a, a class down in, in San Diego, coming up roses with Olivia, and that's at 9 o'clock. And then we in Poway have care and culture of native plants with Renee, who is from Musa Creek, and they're our big um, native plant wholesaler. Supplier. Supplier. Yes. C. Yep. Okay, are we done now? For the time being. We might okay. come back and we'll circle, circle back, back later and make it. sure that we we'll get them circle correct. Circle back, George. Right. That's what we're going to do. So you said something uh, we expect. We have higher expectations for you, George, than we do for Mark and for David. But <laughs> yeah. you planted trees this week. Is that is that well, true? Actually, the latter part of last week. Yeah, we. I like you, I wanted to put some more... Um, deciduous fruit trees in so we bought seven new trees of which seven of them are in the ground very good mulched the only thing is they don't have irrigation on them yet but the trenches are dug i'll be putting irrigation in shortly what what did you purchase if you don't mind me asking i don't mind you asking go ahead what did you purchase um a brayburn apple a gala apple uh an aprium that i don't remember which one right now flavor delight i Again, you know what? It's in my pocket. I could look at the list. Um, a Satsuma cherry, a, 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 a Satsuma plum, rather, a beauty plum, another, my, another red barren peach for the beauty of the flowers. Is your beauty plum blooming? No, I'm sorry to say it's not yet. I know that you need some flowers, don't you? I need a pollinizer. Yeah. My dapple supreme pluot is blooming and it needs a pollinator and there's nobody around it to help it That's, so i'm looking for yeah. a plum branch that i can go s- cut off of one of our bare root trees when it and put in a vase under the tree now the, the bare root trees in poway the only thing that i saw blooming i believe was a desert delight is that what you it's saw? not going to help us i know there's no value at this time well it but has that brings value up, that brings up a, a, a just something a, a, for conversation our we have a lot of our bare root fruit trees are starting to leaf out and some of them are starting to bloom well, usually it's, yeah, it's the little, anna apples are right. yeah, is what apples i usually, usually see yeah you're right blooming first right true and even though i tell people it takes 2 to 4 years for the apples to develop fruiting wood they're usually blooming the first plants that we have blooming in the store because they have fruiting wood on them right now correct they have the fruiting spurs which so I'm wrong again, no. as usual. No. 
not this time. The same as every every other time. Well, I'm very, we are all very proud of you, George, for getting. Oh wait, your... if we're going to get kudos, I also horticultural oil sprayed, and we'll talk about dormant sprays later. But I dormant sprayed, and I did copper on everything, including the roses. So I had a very productive ten days. Very good. Oh wait, wait, and Ada Perry's on the roses. There we go. Productive ten days. Did I tell you I mowed my weeds? <laughs> you didn't mention that. Mark, did you accomplish anything this week? Because no, he's absolutely making me he's making me feel bad. Nothing. But now I'm done for the year. So I am a lazy gardener. So that I was don't it. believe you. That was yeah. it. Done oh. for the year. <laughs> yes. Speaking of lazy gardening, I started to weed my onions that we talked that I talked once or twice about last year. Remember I had some starts and I had the six packs I divided and blah 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 blah. And then I didn't harvest them. I left them in the ground. And they went to seed and died down. And now what was there is the bulbs that didn't rot out completely by being ignored all summer have started to grow. And I noticed one of the flower stalks had broken halfway down and was leaning on the ground. Okay. From the rain we had a month or two ago, See. there was water that washed across there. And so there's a layer of mulch that had washed down the, from from the neighbor's and it it caught and made a berm and and redirected the water. But there's a raised area of mulch there. This flower fell on it, and there are hundreds of little onion seeds that have sprouted out from Very where cool. that fell. That's I, the I lazy love, gardener. I left is, it yep. there, and yeah. I love I love volunteers like that. So exactly. I'm gonna, but the best part of that story was all the hand motions for us, for the for the yeah, listening the, audience yeah. to yeah. to get a good picture of what you yeah. were saying. We're not on Face. Aren't we on Facetime <laughs> Live? No. I am there, a there was a lot of there was a lot of hand uh, detail yeah. there that that we, was missed on. For those of you who want to see the hand motions that did not get to see the hand motions, you can come by the nursery sometime or later this morning, and, and I'll tell the story again. I'll tell story it again. again. <laughs> it was yeah. so riveting. I'm sure you want to hear it again. Yeah. No, but you know I, that happens a lot in my garden because I am pretty lazy. I always let a couple of things go to seed, and and it's neat to have stuff just pop up well, throughout the garden. I remember a year or two ago leaving a box of tomatoes I had purchased on the counter for a while, and I sliced one open, and there were sprouting seeds inside the tomato, which I thought was kind of neat. I guess you could just buy them and plant the tomato, which is kind of the letting it rot on the ground. But I've never seen the onions do that. I was very excited about it, and I was going to plant them. Why don't you just leave them there and water them? I was going to say they, they are Well, they're planted. all crowded. Oh, okay. Ah, and I yeah. always overplant. Remember my beets? That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went and planted, I think it was last year or the year before, planted some beets for my mom, and I spaced out her her seeds, and she got many fewer beets than I did, but they grew to a size that were edible. Yeah. And you so basically small. were growing beet greens. Right. Yes, they were the size of peas. Right. You're growing, yeah. And they're not worth the work if you're harvesting for the root themselves. The greens, that's a wholly different ball, totally different ballgame. Right. The greens are delish. Yeah, they are. At least that's what I'm told. No, I eat yeah. them. I eat them. I would go down and I'd pick the greens and I'd, in the morning, I'd eat a few because I think eating three beet greens is going to make me healthy. Did I look healthier last year? Far better than this year. <laughs> no, thank you. I haven't had any beet greens yet this year. There we go. It's obvious. I got nothing. Yeah. Is that, is that good English? Yes. I got nothing. You're good to go. All right. I, um, if you would like to participate this morning. If you'd like to give us a call, the number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take our first break, and we'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And all the kids at school, they were wishing they were me that night. And now I'm 
We are back with more Garden Talk here on AM 1170 and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is sleeping in. Hopefully he uh, did well at his poker game last evening. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, you, but you I may did. have. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was Meatloaf, the late great Meatloaf. Absolutely. He passed away this week, so that's why we had a little Meatloaf in there. And while I was looking for Meatloaf... Songs. Songs, not recipes. Not recipes. I, uh, Speaking of which, he, I think... He, he did the national anthem. Yeah, he did. At the 1994, it looks like the World Series game, and he did an exceptional job. It All-Star no, game, you mean? All-Star. What did I say? World, World Series. Series. Yeah, All-Star, All-Star game. game. Uh, it was no Roseanne. <laughs> That's what I was thinking I when you were playing it earlier. It yeah. Can we all agree? We can agree. Okay. Um Welcome back to Garden Talk. If you'd like to give us a call, the number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is a lot to be done in the garden in winter. And George alluded to, well, he didn't allude to it. George just bragged. He bragged (laughs) about how much he did accomplish with spraying and pruning. I did begin pruning last week. I pruned a fig. I partially pruned a portion of a fig. I pruned a You have any roses? Pomegranate. You don't have any roses, do you? I put in a lot of roses, but they haven't had any water for a couple of summers. Oh. There's much less to prune now than, than there was. And they're in the backyard. <laughs> I need to go back there with and do do some pruning. Thanks, Mark. Um, hey, Mark, the, the best part of that is it, it made, when, when we teach the rose class, one of the things David does is, okay, there's five things you, that are really important to roses. And Okay, George, so... Water, and he puts his finger up and shows, you know, like number one or number, you know, sunshine, soil. Right. Water is one of those, and he talks about the water. And I would just think, do as I do, not as I say. Is that where we are? Yes. Okay. I know it's not a good rule. I know it is a bad rule. It doesn't work in parenting. It doesn't work in leading. It doesn't work in roses. And it doesn't apparently. work in gardening. <laughs> but. Ah. Right. Uh, I, I get, I feel you. Yeah. I was trying, thank you very much. I was bringing this around to a positive and trying to help people with what they need to do. And the, this well, one, you the, didn't the, know that I'd croaked my roses, did you, Mark? I did not you didn't, know You that. were trying to bring, okay. No, no, no. I then I, okay, then we're good. But no. you know what, this actually, it's valuable because it's a lesson that even the best, these those that are very knowledgeable that are in the business still have plants fail, have things go wrong in their yard. Oh, absolutely. So there you go. There's a lesson here for people. Yeah, but I don't blame the but plant or, yes, nor the neglect. nursery. That's true. That is true. <laughs> I take responsibility for my inaction. Yeah. Um, it is interesting, though. I have a long row. It's a, a walkway along a bank. And it's kind of a terrace that's cut in with a walkway, and I planted roses across that. And at the southern corner of that rose garden is a an avocado tree. And so the first three roses in that corner that get shade from an avocado tree are, are doing all okay. alive and well. Yeah. And then the ones in the middle that get the sun baking sun on all, them. Yeah. And they're all they all get the same care. They're all next right next yeah. to and I these love it. these die, and these, this one doesn't. Why? Because they. Oh yeah. So anyway, there's a lesson for all of us there. Uh, it is time to do your winter rose pruning, mm-hmm. mid to late January, we say, sometimes earlier, sometimes later. But now is a, a good time. Now, Celeste from E.B. Stone, who taught our rose class last week, her, the, her way to remember is roses are associated with Valentine's Day, and you want them all pruned, fed, and um, sprayed by Valentine's Day. You want it done before then, but that's, your, that's the end date. You have to have it done by then. Okay, or, or or they come and find you. I think, or else, yeah, they will track you down. Do you have any roses, either of you? Yeah, we do. I have, and I have tree roses. Have you done your pruning? I, uh, one of them I have. I haven't done them all yet. That's thirty-three percent, Mark Mahady. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I, I pruned all the, the shrub roses and the that are not. Yeah, all the shrub roses have been pruned, fed, and it, sprayed. And when I say I did it, I I didn't really. You supervised. It. Well. No, I... You sat back and watched somebody else do it. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's that's not bad. You It got done. Um, so it is time to prune, and then you follow that up. What did you spray your roses with? Uh, horticultural oil and a few days later, copper. 
Good boy. Fungicide. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. And it is, but, but you know what? I did it all because I had the pruning shears out and everything out for the fruit trees. And I walked past and said, why don't I just knock these out while I have the tools in my hand? Back when I used to read, I read that when you do your rose pruning, you should wait two weeks between pruning and fertilizing. And I just think that's so ridiculous. I well, you're there. You're out there working. It. Exactly. You're prepped. You ha- you're, you're, you're properly attired for it. Do it all. The roses aren't going to know if you wait two weeks or not. Absolutely Just like they're true. not going to know if you put citrus fertilizer on them. Or not. Right. Unless <laughs> exactly. you have really well-educated reading roses. Yeah. And then just hide the bag. Yeah. Put it in a, in a blank container. Oh, that's a good idea. A, a, an empty bucket. That's how I do it. That's how I do it sometimes. That's why my entire vegetable garden, our vegetable garden last year was planted with Dr. Earth rose food, I believe. No. Yeah. You p- used rose food on your vegetables? I did. Yeah. How and, did and it you, work? Everything worked well, actually. Seemed to grow? They seemed to grow. They can't read. A lot they of my plants, They. I yeah. never sent them to school. So. They don't care. Yep. I agree. What about fruit trees? Anybody prune their fruit trees? I don't, I, uh, I don't have any fruit trees. I, I did, which is how I got to the roses, by pruning the fruit trees first. I had everything in my hand. And oh, it, did you say that? I, I did. Yeah, I don't and, listen, and I don't I listen to that. I don't you, listen to this show. That's why you're not spraying and, and pruning right now. And, well, you were talking about pruning citrus, right? Which uh, we had tip, a customer that right, was pruning citrus. Right. Yeah, no, we don't typically prune citrus. Yes, right? typically. Unless? Well, well, I mean, you get a, a... Dying wood or cross branches or... Yeah, or low branches to the ground yeah, and, and, and anything that, you know, a branch that goes askew across your patio or across a sidewalk right. or a path, you might want to prune it out. But typically we don't. We get those lower branches off the ground so they're not touching, but that's it. So right. why was this gentleman pruning his citrus he, he tree had per- Well, he, he wasn't. Store. It wasn't his citrus tree Our yet. Our citrus tree he had before purchased, he, was... he had put a, a citrus tree on his cart and he was walking past the bare root table where we bag things up and he grabbed a pair of shears and he was cutting as I, I was off at a distance. So I came over and asked if I could help him and... He was cutting off citrus leaf minor damage that he thought was disease, and he was pruning significant pieces of this tree away. Um, so we had a discussion about citrus leaf minor, and that it's not a disease, and it, that's damage that you know happened months ago, and it's just starting to really show itself. Because the whole, the whole, all those leaves are starting to age and show their they're showing their age their and the age. damage, right? And that's the damage that occurred last summer from the leaf minor, which shows up. Mayish, yeah, mid to late May, yep. something. Yeah. yeah. You know what else I'm going to put on my calendar as a? I do. I, let me let me guess. You're going to put out either Oil? leaf miner traps. No, no, no. You're going I'm to not put an out, ore. What, what is? I'm going to do one thing. You're going to spray spinosad. I am. First week, last week of May. No, I'm going to do it the second week of May, okay. mid May. Okay. I, you just start in May, and then pl- every six. I'm sorry. Every four weeks for six applications. That'll take you through to the end of the cycle. And I'm going to, I have the Captain Jacks, I have the trees, I have the leaf miner. I am going to this year do Be it. Be proactive. Yes. Yeah. Get out there. You could also use the traps too, just, I mean, yeah. He's, you know what, I probably, he, I have those. Yeah. Still no sitting on the not shelf. using them. So that's The thing about the traps idea. though, they can be, a lot of folks think that if they put up a trap, they've. Fixed. Correct. They've correct. Yeah, the, the problem's going to go away. And, and I tell them that it's a mitigating step. It's not a panacea. It's well, you, not going to make zero. All uh, both. I, th- I would I would submit to you both of our solutions are. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not going to reach zero. There's no citrus tree nirvana when it comes to it, the the minor. And the reality is, it's not the end of the world to have citrus leaf minor correct. on your trees and to have those ugly leaves. They the damage is primarily aesthetic on a mature tree it does weaken i want you to think of each of those leaves as a solar panel and so they're still there and they're still functioning but they're a dirty solar panel so they're only operating at a partial efficiency they're still helping they're just not helping as much as they could right they're uh gold brickers do gold brickers help They're slackers they're slackers thank you that's it that's perfect they're slackers um so but on a younger tree on a new tree the tree that your gentleman was cutting off those solar panels, he was probably doing more harm than good. It was a small tree to begin with. It was a lot smaller when he was done. <laughs> yeah. I, I did, uh, last week we were talking about citrus a little bit, and we were teasing that, uh, not teasing, I guess, mentioning that we are going to have some citrus we've never had before, and I am still uh, committed to that. The timeline is probably two to four weeks. 
So I, I spoke to the grower, and we're still looking at probably two to four weeks for them to get them all treated and packed and uh, shipped down to us. So still very excited about that. Some of them are going to be in small, well, they'd be like big test tubes. You ever? Did you ever get little trees and like test tubes at the banks or the savings and loans before yeah. they went out of business? They're going to be bigger test tubes than those, little but they're going to be six to 12 inch trees, uh, grafted varieties and, and uh, ready to go. There was a good good selection of things that I have not seen at the nursery since I've been there. Nor I. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just going to go out. I think we're going to have some sour oranges. And people have been looking for those. And we have not been able to get them anywhere. Some of our customers come in and tell us they have sour oranges and want to fix it. Yeah. I had one yesterday. Yeah. There's more. There's uh, not just sour grapes out there. Sometimes <laughs> there's sour oranges out there. Um, did you, you were spraying your fruit trees. Did you do any oil sprays or did you do any spraying of citrus? I, I did oil on citrus since I had the can, I, the pump sprayer all pumped up. I did all the citrus with oil as well. Or particularly, I did see some scale on, on, uh, the Valencia orange. So are you diligent about keeping your he tank is. sprayer agitated? I am actually, I do. I shake it like crazy between each tree. It's like dances with it. I can see him out there dancing with his tank sprayer. Correct. Like, uh, what's the, uh, <laughs> oh no, Monk. There's a, a, have you ever, either of you ever seen the TV show? I've Monk? seen a couple I episodes, but I've never seen I've it. I've never yet. seen it, but there's a, a teaser for it because it's going to be on MeTV. And so there's a, Adam 12 is, Added to the one Adam Monk 12, teaser, one Adam 12, and man. Monk is ignoring the pounding at the door, which is Adam Twelve, and he's dancing with his vacuum in the in the house, and they come in with guns. Anyway, it's that's my experience with Monk. But, but you're so you're spraying, picturing oh, you're me, you're, you're picturing me with the, yeah, dancing so with you your had to get back vacuum. to why you were doing Thank that. You. Okay. I had no idea why how I got to where mm, I was going. That's um, not, that's not unusual with you. But I don't. I I don't. Remember to agitate and, as and I'm doing. And that's why oil, you like those. Ready, why. That's why you like the ready to spray the hose end sprayer. You just one. hook it up to the hose and yep. spray away. Yeah. Well, it makes much more sense to me. The first time I did it, I didn't agitate, and when I mixed up my own batch, and there was a lot more oil on the the last, last tree. tree I did <laughs> than the first tree, but nothing burned, so I was okay. You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Law. Loss along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. If you would like to give us a call, the number is 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break at the bottom of the hour, and we'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. back with more Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken has the day off. Hopefully he slept in. If we make it till 6.33, that's sleeping in now. Oh, agree. yeah, it is. A little different than it used to be. That was uh, Herb Alpert, Rise. Do you guys listen to the radio show? What TV show does that song remind me of? You probably didn't listen to me, did you? What radio show? Did I say radio show? Yeah. TV, TV show. show. It was from General Hospital. They, oh, they played this never, in the background ever, of one of the never. segments. Watched, I've never yeah. watched it. It was a long time ago. Long, That's right. Long we time we ago. had this discussion. You okay. would watch soap operas that I would never turn on. Ah, yeah. That was a family thing. Um, 
before we went into the break, we were talking about citrus trees, and we had a question off the air about citrus trees, about what is the black sooty substance or the black stuff that gets on the leaves. But, black moldy but, stuff? By the way, I would tell I would almost every citrus tree has black sooty stuff. mold on it or stuff on it from insects because I think almost every citrus at some point will get something. I agree. Uh, Which is why I think exactly. we, we suggest spraying the tree a couple times a year with horticultural oil. Because right. it will take care of almost everything that gets on there except right. for the leaf miner. Correct. Well, it actually will get the leaf miner, the moth, if it's on the tree, but it won't get the leaf miner once the egg is and the larva is inside the leaf. Okay. Correct. Agreed with so, you. So the black sooty mold, it's called sooty mold. It is a fungus that grows on the excretions X. of sucking insects. They the excrete scale, a sugary honeydew. Scale and aphids particularly. They then attract ants, and then the black sooty mold grows on that sticky substance. Um and it's just a symptom telling yeah. you there's another problem there and that you should listen to garden talk and spray with horticultural oil. And that'll Either fix it. in a ready-to-spray formula or mixed up and regularly agitated. And dancing with your container. If you're an agitator, do your own. George is an agitator. Yes. Dances with, with, dan- dances with wolves. With dances with uh, pump tank sprayer, sprayers. With sprayers. Yeah, I like the hose end sprayer. And for another reason, I, actually, I'm going to uh, challenge your... Your tank sprayer. I'll see your challenge and go, go ahead. Okay, so the most in, what is the most important aspect of spraying horticultural oil? Ensuring complete coverage of all twigs, branches, leaves, trunk, everything on that tree. So ensuring complete coverage of every portion of the tree. Concur. If it's a real tree, not a, a little size. baby yep. tree... It's difficult I was going to, to make get... this personal, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, if it's a small tree, then I could see how that could be do- done. But how can you be I... successful with a mature citrus tree with a tank sprayer, George Allman, Captain well, because USNRAT? Because none, none of the trees that we are spraying are more than 10 feet tall, so yeah. it's easy to get with the, the spray. Get on somebody's shoulders? or <laughs> A, a quality pump sprayer yeah. works well. All right. Well, but no, I actually the reason I am you. challenging that... I, I agree with you. ...is the... Agitation that you get from a the pressure of a of a hose end sprayer moves a lot of the leaves around, so you don't have to be as precise and spend near as much time. Uh, I do agree. to get thorough coverage. Yeah. No, no argument. It, it's if they're a large tree, I would certainly agree with that. And a ten foot tree is not a large tree in your not, in not your with mind. This. I mean, I, I I can reach almost that with the with the wand, and if you if and you, you can get on top of the 10, 10 oh, foot and you, come yeah, down. You, you can you change the the, the setting at the oh, end of the nozzle. Yeah. You get all I kinds dispute, of pressure. I challenge your contention that you do a good job with a tank sprayer. Okay, I accept your challenge. Okay. <laughs> um, Plus, the, the 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 one negative, and we have a lot of customers that bring this up when I suggest using the ready to use because, like you, I I do. They don't tell have them, a hose down there. I, you know, it's way down. I don't want to drag the hose all the way over there, and and so they they decline that and, and go with a I different got you. path. So, is right. that your excuse? Oh as no, well? I've, I've put irrigation where there are hoses everywhere, so that's not. I don't have. Well, a, you got to do what you got to yeah. do. I mean, yeah. No, I could I could use a hose and sprayer. Yeah. I still dispute your contention. I, I, I accept your dispute. All right, all right. Um. I think that's going to be enough of that for the moment. Yeah, thank you, so. thank you, yeah. Paul, for calling off the air and bringing us to that point or this point in the radio right. show. Now let's see if I can do this. I, we think we're going to go to Deb in El Cajon and talk about a mulberry question, and I click on the A, right? Good morning, Deb. Are you there? Good morning. Yes, I I'm here. can be taught. <laughs> okay, so I have a question about a Pakistani mulberry tree that I dearly love but I'm trying to keep the size kind of manageable. And um, I'm because I can't find anybody who will take it on for me, I'm thinking about pollarding it. Yes. Do you guys have any experience with that? Well, not intentionally, but it's basically <laughs> chopping the heck out of it all to major branches, and they do that a lot with mulberries. Particularly the big non-fruiting. Now I have a question about that. And now, is that going to decrease my fruit this year? Yes. You're going to have oh. many fewer branches that are going to produce fruit, so you will get much less fruit. But it'll grow back out. And yeah, the, I, the following I would, year will be fine. I would consider not pollarding it and oh. doing a. I mean, you can, but yeah. instead of going drastic, 
maybe consider being a little less drastic and just chop the heck out of it instead of really chopping the heck out of it. Does That's that make sense? That's what I was thinking. Is like, can I kind of do it selectively? I guess you go, yeah. They're yeah. already out of control. Okay, on that same thing, somebody suggested bark inversion, and I had never heard of this. Now, do you know anything about that? Bark inversion therapy. No, the tree is as it wants to be, and you do not want to try and change it. <laughs> I think it's illegal in some states. Well, yes. Yeah. What? What is? What was the? I don't. Didn't even really hear the phrase you said. What was it called? Okay. Somebody said bark inversion, which is basically where you cut, you kind of girdle the bark, and then you put the bark back on upside down. So you would cut the top layer of bark off, and and the. Um, the picture I saw, you're taking off maybe three or four inches of bark, cutting it off, getting under it with a chisel, I guess, and then putting it back on like a graft, but you're putting it back on upside down. Okay, so and here's since my... you've never heard of it, I'm thinking, I'm way out of... I mean, I'm out of my league anytime well, I'm in the garden, but... If you, if you saw it on the internet, it has to be true and accurate, but... Of course. I, I don't see any reason... No, don't do that. I'm just going to, okay. don't yeah, do that. I, you're yeah. cutting it open. You're uh, yeah. making it more susceptible it, to, yeah. to insects and disease. You're, and I've always heard that if you girdle the bark, the tree dies. Well, if you totally girdle it all the way around, it will. Yeah. Um, and, and this yeah. is required, yes. But this is this is this just sounds like, what my kids would have asked is, why for, how come? What, what, what is this going to do for us? <laughs> well, apparently it's done for citrus to control the size of the tree, but obviously... A mulberry is not a citrus tree, no, and, and I'm I, not I, a professional. I, none of this makes that, that does not make sense to me. Yes, it's probably possible. Yes, it may slow down the tree. It may slow it down completely, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that at all. It may. We'll look into. I'll yeah, I was going to say you gave me a yeah, homework assignment because exactly. I'm going to I'm going to look into this, and, and I've never heard of it. I, I don't know how it works. There is girdling techniques that they do on grapes to increase the production and flavor, but that's that's minor, and they know what they're doing, and it, it's not a complete yeah, girdle. Yeah, and I don't even know yeah. what I'm doing when I've got my pruners out, so I'd be way out of my well, league, but I just thought I'd throw it out there. Let okay, me, so give me your best tips for the pruning. Here's the, here's the best pruning tip that I can share with you. Regardless of how bad a job you do, Unless you start girdling it, right. the tree's going to come back. It's going to come back, yeah. So go out there and bring it down to the size that you want or need it. If it costs you fruit for a season or two, it's going to cost you fruit for a season or two, but the tree will Respond, come back. Yeah. Okay, and, good. Because right now it has, I don't know, a, a bunch of center branches that are way too high. But the other ones are kind of going um, horizontal instead of vertical. So I could cut off the top part and let the other ones grow sideways and then deal with that when they get unruly, right? Exactly. exactly what I would and, do. and keep the fruit where it's accessible to you. Yeah, you don't want, I mean, you don't want to climb a, a ladder to go to get the fruit. I mean, yeah. Okay, well, gentlemen, you've been very helpful. Oh, and one last thing. So I'm going to prune the heck out of it, and then I'm going to spray it with horticultural oil. Perfect. There you go. Yes. All right. Thank you very much, and I really enjoy your show every Saturday morning. Thanks, Thank Deb, you. very much. Thanks Take for care. calling All in. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Funny thing, this morning... You have as, a mulberry? Oh. Yes, and you know what? I, I realized this morning, well, I've realized it for the last five years, it's way too big. Yeah. And this morning I decided I'm going to really chop, chop the heck out of it yeah. yes it's it's hanging over my chicken coop and so the leaves Mess. which are now finally dropping it's the last tree to drop. to drop its leaves but they're dropping onto the shade cloth on top of my chicken coop and then i have to get my pot you know it's a whole so i'm gonna bring it down to a manageable size and i this morning as i was finishing up with the chickens and heading back to come you to radio it. i came to that realization what what type of mulberry I think it's a Pakistan mulberry, okay. the top graft, and it's a more compact tree. It's only you know twenty feet tall and wide, right. and I do some limited pruning every year on the parts I can reach, but I've never really got it. Got it. And I need to do exactly what we were just suggesting Deb do. Yeah. And when it comes to pruning, there will always be. It's always going to cost fruit, but like you said, it's going to come back. Yes. There's always going to be that. Because we're on radio, we'll call it an oh darn moment where you realize you should have not cut that one branch off, but the tree's going to come back. And the yeah. more 
oh darn moments you have, the more you're going to learn and know for the next time you get to get out to prune. And if you're really hesitant, then do smaller, shorter pruning uh, cuttings, cuts, and then just keep cutting it back at the same time, same day, until you get it to the size you want. Because it is much easier to put an extra pruning cut on a tree than it is to add the branch back in. So one of the things that Richard Wright, who teaches a number of our fruit tree pruning classes, likes to say, there are only two bad pruning cuts you can take or make. One of them is not doing anything and letting the tree get so out of control that it's too hard to harvest. I'm really good at that. And the other one is if you cut below the graph line. Yeah, yeah. That's basically it because, as you said, you know, most trees, you're going to get branching, you're going to get fruit back, and, you know, different trees produce fruit on different wood, but nonetheless, you will eventually get fruit back and things will come back into to shape. Correct. That, that does bring us around. And that's, people have to get out and start pruning. And it is intimidating because we are part of that problem in telling them what they should do or should not do. And if you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't prune it. But no. the only way you're going to learn is to go out and start chopping. Correct. Well, I might not be part of that because I tell people just just cut the tree. And, oh, I th- and I say, as long as you don't cut below this graph line, you'll be fine. That's exactly what I tell people. Okay. And there's one other very important thing you alluded to it previously. And I, I have a, well, I have a story, but I don't have a story at this moment, I think. Well, anyway, if you would like to give us a call like Deb did, the number here is 888-344-1170. That is 888-344-1170. You are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. We're going to take one more break, and we'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Raindrops keep falling on my head But that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red Crying's not for me gonna stop the rain by complaining because I'm free what movie nothing's what movie what do you think of when you hear this song Butch Cassidy and the Sundance thank Kid. you of course Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid that was easy that was low hanging fruit even Mark Mahady would have come up with that you are excuse me <laughs> you are welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ, if you would like to participate this morning, the number is 888-344-1170. We were going to talk about something when we came back. You had a story. Uh Oh, probably about 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 fruiting wood. Fruiting wood, yes. It is important if you want fruit from your fruit trees, however, to know where they fruit, where the fruit comes from, which branches. And so now we're going to shamelessly plug How to Prune Fruit Trees and Roses, the, the book that we publish and sell recently re- revised with uh, tom spellman from dave wilson and now with more information but wait there's more so i was visiting my neighbor who calls a different neighbor who calls when there's a problem with his fruit trees but he, he bought probably a couple of dozen fruit trees from walter anderson nursery a few years ago and has taken he listens to me sometimes and his his trees look amazing. They're all well pruned and well shaped, and there's room to get around them, and they're mulched. And he does a really nice job. But he was complaining. All those to things me, I hear those guys talk about on the radio, like just like <laughs> the guys talk about on the radio, the do as I say, not as I do crew guys. Yes. Um, but he was complaining to me that his pear tree didn't produce. It still hadn't produced any fruit, or he'd only gotten one piece of fruit. And he didn't know which branches they pruned, uh, that they developed their fruit on. So when he was pruning his pear tree, he would go in and snip off all the little short branches off of the bigger branches. Yeah. Some might call those what? 
fruiting spurs, spurs. Yeah. and that's where the fruit's going to come from. And since he didn't know and was cutting them off, he got no fruit. Well, it's, you can not, not to change the subject, but same thing with some of the flowering plants. You can do the same thing with wisterias and or jacarandas, and you know they. You 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 just brought me back to a bad spot. I used to tell people when I first started at Walter Anderson Nursery <clears throat> a long time ago. It was thirty years ago, and I have learned right. that when you're cutting back your hydrangeas, to chop them almost all the way down to the ground. And hydrangeas bloom on new growth off of old wood. And if you chop them all the way down to the ground, there's no old wood to produce the new growth that the blooms are going to come off of. So they send up new be- beautiful green shoots every year, but no flowers. Right. So don't. Chop your your all hydrangeas way, yeah. all the way to the ground. Anyway, so, um, so that book is useful because, in addition to, to showing you where to cut, it speaks to each of the different trees' um, flowering habits and where the fruit comes from. And most fruiting flowers, the buds for those fruiting flowers, are developing in the summer of the year before. So, making sure that the trees are not overly stressed during that period in the summer is also important to getting fruit in the following year. Uh, let's go out to Mary in La Mesa with a ficus question. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. My question is, I have a ficus tree. It's about uh, 10 years old. It's about five feet from a neighbor's building. I love it, but it's about 50 feet tall, and I would like to know about some way that it could be uh, uh, controlled without taking it down. We're all looking at each other. (laughs) Wide-eyed. Controlled is, you mean root-wise? Um, I don't know. Uh, yes. I know I can cut it, yeah, but no, uh, root-wise. Yeah, yeah, ficus you can cut back pretty severely, and they'll come back. But, yeah, the, and but the how, roots can be problematic. Yes, very problematic. How close do you say the, to your neighbor? It's about five feet. Ooh, Ooh. Probably there already. Ha- has the neighbor complained, or are you trying to be proactive? No. or? Proactive, exactly. It is not a certainty, but it is ficus trees are the trees that are more likely to cause root damage than others. So you can control the top all you want, but that's not going to prevent the roots from continuing to expand out. And the roots on ficus trees can be very aggressive and do a lot of damage to irrigation, to sewer pipes, to water pipes, to To cement or driveways, everything, sidewalks. Um, and it might be, okay. since it's only 10 feet tall now, it might be a good... T- I thought you said 50 feet tall. Yeah. It's about 50. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. 10 years it's old and 50 feet right. tall. Exactly. I need yeah. to listen more yeah. to the show. Yeah. No, they, they do. As long as you're they, here. They like where they're at. They grow fast. But I don't, I mean, to, I mean, I don't know if there's any issues with your well, neighbor and going on, but you no. This this might be well, a good 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 time to have an arborist come exactly out who can look and say. see if yeah, it, the, if there's the any roots. utility in doing some root pruning to help keep the roots away from your neighbors. And when you okay. say arborist, okay. George, what do you mean by that? I mean someone who is not just a tree trimmer, but somebody who is skilled in science Find, of trees. Get a, get a certified arborist. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we we recommend frequently Kurt Peacock. Of Peacock Consulting, Kurt I Peacock. believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to our website, okay. on the top right, it says referrals. It's a drop-down menu, and you can see uh, he's one of the first people that come up. Okay. Very good. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. You're very All right, welcome. Mary. Thanks for the call. Good luck okay. with that. Okay. Yeah, you start Bye. getting into that when you start, I mean, again, you want somebody that knows what they're doing because you, you start digging and cutting roots out, and all of a sudden you get a big tree like that, and you get some rain and wind or something that, Topples right. over. Right. You, yeah, you want somebody that knows what they're doing. My uh, my folks took a ficus lorata, the fiddle leaf fig, yes. out of the house and, and set it in, it in the bed next to the house. And it rooted itself in? It rooted itself yes, in. Yes, they will do And that. it ended up taller than the house and wider. It, it ended up about 20 feet tall in and a beautiful 20 tree, or 30 right? feet wide. And between that tree and the pepper tree, the Brazilian pepper next to it, there was about areas of 6 to 12 inches of difference in the in the concrete patio yeah. where it was raised and lowered. From the Lorata? From the fica- fiddly yeah. fig? From the fiddly fig and the, and and the, pepper. the pepper tree. Pepper tree. Yeah. And the pepper tree ended up right against the wall of the house. It did damage to the exterior wood on the side of the house, mm-hmm. but it never broke through well, that's good. into the foundation of the house. But finally, 
it was a battle between my mom and my dad because my dad loved that tree and my or no my mom loved that tree and every morning she'd go out and sweep all the mess under it and that was part of her routine that she enjoyed but my dad hated that tree and it took them 60 years (laughs) to come to an understanding understanding. they, they finally got rid of it and uh Reconcreted the patio, which the timing was really was perfect because yeah. if they hadn't, uh, life would be very, very different. Um, just a quick reminder. So, speaking of Kurt Peacock that we just mentioned, at oh, nine did. o'clock in San Diego, he will be down there teaching a class on stone fruit tree pruning. And so, he's very skilled and talented on, yes, on, he is. on all trees, not just uh, ornamentals, but Correct. fruit trees as well. And at 9 30 in Poway, all about fertilizers with R- Richard Wright. And always a good class, and 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 Richard projects well, so he you does won't have to worry well. about being able right. to hear his presentation. Very so. interesting man and very knowledgeable. If you missed our rose class last week in Poway, we have another rose class uh, next week on Saturday, the twenty ninth. San Diego's coming up roses with Olivia. Yeah, and then uh, if you're a native uh, gardener, native plant gardener, uh, we have a care and culture of native native plants in Poway next week on the 29th with Renee from Musa Creek. I am a native gardener. I've been gardening in San Diego my whole life. There you life go. Perfect. Since I, was, since I was born here. Since you were a little kid. Well, thank you for listening to Garden Talk. We are just about done. Auto Talk is next, and it's going to be followed by the Wilsey Brothers after that. Uh, you've been listening to Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.